Greetings. I will read Psalms 19, a psalm of David. <clears throat> the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has sent a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end and there's nothing hidden from his heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them 
your servant is warned, and in keeping them, there is great reward. I have read Psalms 19, 1 through 11. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to come together in spirit and truth to hear your word, Almighty God. Even though we are not here collectively, but you always have made a way for us to stay connected to you, Lord, and be witnesses of your word, to speak your word boldly with the fullness of the understanding, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, continue to guide us in this time, this new time, Heavenly Father, to us. But there's nothing new for you, Heavenly Father, because you know all things and you work it to the good. Heavenly Father, we need you at this moment, Lord, to continue to guide us and direct us in your word, Lord. Direct us in your will. Continue to give us the knowledge and wisdom and understanding of your will, Almighty God. That we will have a testimony of this time, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, continue to strengthen us as families as we come together in this pandemic. Thank you for this vaccine that you have given the scientists and the doctors the knowledge and the know-how how to come up with it, Lord. Heavenly Father, we know that everything is for a purpose. Heavenly Father, continue to guide us in this time of trouble. Heavenly Father, we know that you will carry us through. You have brought us this far, and we know you will continue to carry us. Your word is true. Your word is holy, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the frontline workers, the essential workers, Heavenly Father, continue to be out there and to put their life up front. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our bishop, that he's still working hard, that he's still doing your will. Continue to strengthen him, continue to build him up, continue to comfort him, Heavenly Father. Continue to give him your word to speak boldly with the fullness of the understanding. Heavenly Father, touch the hearts and minds of the sick and shedding, the homeless, the motherless, the widows, the bereavement families of this world, Heavenly Father. Continue to strengthen them, Lord. Continue to comfort them. Continue to put your arms around them, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we study your word daily, continue to reveal to us, give us revelation of your word, Lord, that we continue to be witnesses of you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, continue to strengthen us as one unity, as one body in Christ Jesus, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, continue to give us the understanding of what we need to do in your word, Heavenly Father, not just by reading and studying your word, that we need to go out in spirit, Lord, and be a testimony of your word, Lord, even in this time of this pandemic. Heavenly Father, we know your word is true. Your word is holy. Your word is righteous. There's no other God but you, Lord. You are in control of all things. Even it may not look like it at this moment, Lord. But we know, true believers know, Heavenly Father, that you are God and you are God all by yourself. Continue to strengthen us, Lord. Continue to guide us. Heavenly Father, continue to give us the mindset of, of we are thriving in this time, Heavenly. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. You 
allowed him to come down to earth, heaven, the Father, to teach us, to show us, to guide us, to redeem us back to you, Lord. In this time, Lord, as we approach a new season, heaven, the Father, 2021, heaven, the Father, strengthen us, guide us, that your word will go out. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Greetings, family. I greet you in the wonderful, mighty, and majestic name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Blessings to you. Peace and blessings to you. God's grace be upon you. Happy to have you with us for another Bible study. And um, listen, the last two weeks, um, well, first of all, let me go before we go there. Uh, let me share with you our theme. You know what our theme is? Our theme is living the kingdom life, springing up, increasing, and producing. And our, our anchor scripture for our theme for this year is Mark chapter four, verses, verse eight. The scripture says, Jesus talks about the parable of the seed, the seed and the soil. Uh, Jesus says, but other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. We believe and I declare that we are sipping. Yeah, we're sipping this year. We are springing up. Blessings are springing up, increasing and producing. Now, the last two weeks, I've been talking to you uh, about two things. I talked talk to you last two weeks in Bible study. I said two things. I talked to you about uh, the subject was what tree? And uh, that was two weeks ago. And then last week, the subject was what fruit? Let's go back to what tree? We talked from Luke chapter 6, verses 43 and for, 43 through 45. Let's, let me just read it. Luke chapter 6, verse, verses 43 through 45. The scripture says, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from the bramble bush. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And so I talked to, talked to you about what tree. And I was asking, what tree are you? What, what, when people see the fruit on your tree, what, what, uh, what tree do, does it identify you as? I give you four points for that. Let me give them to you. Uh, and I, I told you that the type of fruit identifies the kind of tree. I just said that. The kind of fruit that you bear identifies the kind of tree that you are. The second point that I share with you with that one is the character of the tree is known by the quality of its fruit, the character of the tree. A good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. The character of the tree is known by the quality of the fruit. The third point was the quality of the fruit identifies the essence of the tree, the essence being what's really on the inside of the tree. The quality of the fruit identifies the essence of the tree. And the last point was that the produce of the tree, which is the fruit, determines the value of the tree. The, uh, let me say it again. The produce of the tree, the fruit of the tree, or the lack of fruit of the tree, determines the value of the tree. Listen, Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9 is what I gave you with that one. Luke 13, 6 through 9. The scripture says, he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit uh, on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? What value is it if it does not bear fruit? So again, the produce of the, of the, of the tree determines the value of the fruit. That was two weeks ago. And then last week, 
I talk to you about what fruit. And, and the question was, what fruit are you producing that will bless others? Remember what I've been telling you for years, Macedonia. You've heard me say it, that the, the tree, that the fruit is never born for the tree. Apple trees don't eat apples. Orange trees don't eat apples. Don't eat oranges. Uh, uh, Grapevines don't eat grapes. The fruit is never born for the, the tree or the vine, the fruit is born so that it can bless someone else. And I ask you, what fruit is your life producing that is blessing someone else, that someone else can pick from the fruit of your life and be blessed? And I share with you, of course, Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 through 23, uh, 22 and 23, I'm sorry, which says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these are fruits that people ought to be able to pick from your life that they can be blessed. I told you that peace, peace, we blessed are the peacemakers. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We ought to, we ought to, the fruit of our lives ought to be that we bring peace wherever we go. I told you about authority. God, authority is a fruit that God has given to us. We have authority to cast out demons, the authority to, to heal the sick, that is a fruit that's on our tree. I told you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's another fruit. All of the spiritual gifts are fruits that are born. Rather, Ephesians tells us that uh, Ephesians chapter 4 lets us know that all of these gifts are given for the edification of the body of Christ, that others can be blessed by them. So again, what tree are you and what fruit are you bearing that can that can bless someone else when they pick the fruit from your life. Now, you got what tree, what fruit? We're talking about fruitfulness, bringing up, increasing, and producing. But now I want to, uh, this probably should have been the first lesson, but this is where, the, where this is how God gave it to me. Today, I want to talk to you about preparing the ground. That's right. Uh, before you can have fruitfulness, you got to prepare the ground. Fruitfulness does not occur without effort. You have to prepare. There's got to be some preparation on the soil. That's the, the, the parable that Jesus gives us in Mark chapter 4. talks about, again, the sower, the seed, and the soil. You have to prepare the ground if you want blessings to spring up, increase, and produce. I'm going to say it again. You have to prepare the ground if you want blessings to spring up, increase, and produce in your life. And by ground, I'm really talking about you. You got to prepare you. You got to get you right if you want the blessings to spring up, increase, and produce. So I'm going to give you five things that you got to do. Five things according to scripture that you have to do. And there's probably more, but God give, has given me these five that you have to do in order to prepare the ground. Here's number one. Get your pen and paper. Come on. We, it's time, time to go to work. Get your pen and paper. I need you to write these points down and some scripture references to go along with them. The first thing that you have to do is you have to cultivate the soil. You have to cultivate the soil. That's point number one, cultivate the soil. Jeremiah chapter four, verse three. Listen to this. Jeremiah chapter four, verse three. Um, this, is, this, this, this is for point number one and point number two, but I'm going to read the whole, the whole verse here. Jeremiah four, verse three. Listen to this. Jeremiah says, for thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up the fallow ground. And do not sow among thorns. Listen to what he says. Thus said the Lord to the men of Judah. Thus said the Lord to Macedonia. Thus said the Lord to anyone who's listening to this message today. God says, 
break up the fallow ground. Now, let me explain. Fallow ground is uncultivated, hard, rocky soil. Fallow ground is, is, is uncultivated. It's, it's, uh, 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 Jesus calls it wayside soil or he calls or, or the stony ground. You got to break up the hard, the rocky, the stony. Listen, listen, listen. You cannot have blessings springing up, increasing and producing in your life if you, you are hard hearted. Yeah. And you, you, OK, it's not you. But you may know somebody who's just hard hearted. All they think about is themselves. All they think about is what people should be doing for them and what and how the world is is treating them so badly. And how, but they never do anything for anybody else. Listen, listen, you've got to break up that hard attitude. You cannot have blessings springing up increasing and producing in your life if you walk around uh, with a chip on your shoulder all the time with an attitude all the time when you pop it off uh, all the time and just just always you know always giving people attitude and 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 just 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 mean no you got to break up that fallow ground if you you got to break up listen you got to cultivate the soil <laughs> you when, when you when you always have a rough tongue when you're always snapping at people and always, you know, you don't talk to people, you talk at people. And you, you, you're always, you know, you're, 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 you're always demanding and always, you know, uh, trying to use uh, whether it be your size or, or your, your, your position or whatever the case may be to, to uh, Lord, as the scripture says, over people. Try to uh, take dominance over people. Listen, dominance, when someone tries to dominate you, they're actually using witchcraft. Whenever you're trying to dominate somebody. You're actually using rich witchcraft, fear, and God has not given us the spirit of fear and God does not want us to bring the spirit of fear into anyone's life. Also, that's not a fruit that people ought to be picking from our lives. They don't want to pick fear from our lives. So when you have a rough tongue, when you're always snapping and always belligerent and that kind of thing, you got to break up that fallow ground. You got to cultivate uh, your disposition so that watch this. People ought to want to be around you. When people don't want to be around, you know, people say to, say to me quite often, well, I don't have any friends. Well, the Bible says if you want to have friends, you got to make yourself friendly. And so maybe the reason why you don't have any friends is not because of everybody else. Maybe it's because nobody can deal with your funky attitude. Okay, y'all know me. I, if listen, I ain't scared of y'all. I'm not scared of y'all. Maybe the reason why you don't have any friends is because people don't want to be around you because of your disposition. You're always negative. You're always complaining. You're always talking about other people. You know, I'll never forget what Reverend, my, my predecessor, Reverend J.S. Wright, uh, said to me one day, and it, it, it just it just stuck with me. Uh, Reverend Wright said, a dog that'll bring a bone will carry one. <laughs> what, what he was saying is, when people come to you telling you stuff about other people, that same person is going to go tell other people stuff about you. Listen, people don't want to be around you if you're always gossiping around about other people. You know why? Because they know if you do it to other people, you're going to say something about them to somebody else also. Listen, break up the fallow ground. You got to break up that stone, that cold, that hard, that hard hearted, uh, a hard heartedness, as the scripture says, that the Bible says, calls it, the Bible says you are a, God says that you are a stiff necked people. Ah, uh, you just don't, you know, you don't, you're just stiff necked. You just you got to have it your way. You think you know everything. Listen, break up the fallow ground. You got to cultivate the soil of your life if you want to have blessings springing up, increasing, and producing. Check yourself. Check yourself. 
Don't check anybody else. Check yourself and see what's in you that's so hard that you can't get blessings flowing in your life because you haven't broken up the fallow ground, that hard, that hard, stony, cold, uh, coldness that may be in you. All right. That's the first point. The second point is be careful where you sow. Now, I think I may have said this uh, a few weeks ago also, but it, it, it's, it's still pertinent talking about preparing the ground. Be careful where you sow, where you sow. Look, look at Jeremiah again, verse uh, four, chapter four, verse three. Be careful where you sow. Watch this. Thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord to Macedonia. Thus saith the Lord to you who are listening. Break up the fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. Now, you know what? It's strange that God would have to tell us not to sow among the thorns. You would think that that's just, you know, that, that you know, why do you have to tell me? I already know that. But you know what? God would never tell us that if some of us wasn't doing it. We're sowing among the thorns. Listen, you can't sow good ideas into people who don't want to go anywhere. My God, I feel somebody shouting right there. Somebody just got was a witness to that. Listen, you can't sow your dreams and your aspirations into everybody because you can't tell them about it because some people are just thorns. They just they, they're, they're choke their life. That's what that's what the thorns do. They choke the life out of the good that would be produced. They 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 drain the, the, the soil from the nutrients. You, I know, you know, some people who are just draining every time they come around you. They just, you know, they're just complaining and they're negative. And every time you talk to them, they just drain so much. They like leeches. They stick on you and just drain the blood, drain the life out of you. Don't sow your dreams and your aspirations among the thorns, people who will choke the life out of you. But listen, listen, here's the main thing. It's not so much. Remember, I said it's not so much about other people. It's about your own self. Listen, you can't produce good fruit. If you got a thorny mind, what do I mean by that? You got to be careful what you allow to get into your mind and into your spirit and into your heart. Don't allow thorns. Don't allow negative stuff. Don't you got to be careful with the you know, some stuff is not necessarily a sin, but you can think evil thoughts and those evil thoughts take up good space that will keep you from put, uh, uh, keep the seeds uh, the good seeds in your life from producing. you got to make sure that as, as uh, uh, Paul tells us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, that we, Paul says that we got to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If you don't bring that thought into captivity, if you don't keep it under control is what, what uh, Paul is saying, then those thoughts can be thorns that grow up in your life. Remember what I've been saying. First you think it, then you feel it, and then you do it. They can be thorns that grow up in your life that choke the life out of the, the dreams, the aspirations, the destiny that God has for you. Do not sow among the thorns. Be careful of what you let into your heart. Be careful of what the Bible tells us. Paul tells us that we ought to, he says that the peace of God will guard your heart. Your heart needs to be guarded because the, Satan wants to sow some thorns into your heart to mess up your relationship, to mess up your relationship with your spouse, with your children, to mess up your life. Remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the ways that he kills is he drains the, the destiny, the purpose of your life out of you because he sows thorns into your heart. Sows thorns of, uh, into your mind, ideas, and, 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 and things uh, that... That, that are not, and, and, and you'll start believing that what is not 
really is. And so again, don't sow among the thorns. Watch, be careful where you spend your time and who you spend your time with. If they don't edify you, my God, I'm ministering to somebody right now. If they don't edify, they don't edify you. If they don't, they don't lift you up. <laughs> if they don't, if they can't, if they can't bless you, then they, you, listen, listen. Okay, let me let me kill this devil right here. Let me kill this devil because I, I, I'm tired of hearing this because it's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen, people say, if I can't help you, I won't hurt you. Well, listen, let me tell you something. If you can't help me, you are hurting me because you in the place of somebody who could be helping me. When I need help, I don't need to be around with somebody who, well, if I can't help you, I won't hurt you. Well, I need you to get me somebody who can help me and you got to get out of the way. I don't need to be around thorns. I need to be around people who are going to edify, lift me up. I'm Listen, I will deal with you. I'll minister to you, but I can't hang with you. I'm not going to spend my time around thorny people. My God, that's a word for somebody right there. All right. You got, again, you want your blessings to spring up, increase, and produce. Don't sow among the thorns. Point number three. Here you go. Point number three. Write this down. Be willing to do some gardening work. Get this here. Be willing. You got to be willing to do some gardening work. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. Hebrews 12, 12. Listen, you got to be willing to do some gardening. Gardening work is not always easy. It's no, no. It's that breaking up the fallow ground and cultivating and in weeding and that kind of thing. Watch this. Hebrews 12, verse 12 says this. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. Let me read it again. Hebrews 12, 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down. He's saying, listen, you got you got to have some strong hands for this kind of work and do uh, and do and, 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 and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. In other words, watch this. This is what I'm saying. When you do a gardening work, you cannot afford to be lazy and expect fruitfulness. No, laziness does not get you fruitfulness. You got to do some work. You got to do some work on you, work on your mind, work on your heart. You got to do some self-cultivating. You got to do some work. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. I want to get you here. Listen to this. This is what happens with lazy people. Proverbs 13, verse 4. The scripture says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. <laughs> Let me say it again. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. What are you doing with your time? How are you spending your time? Are you playing video games? Are you watching television? Are you watching trash TV? Are you hanging out with people who are talking trash all the time? The soul of a lazy man desires, but he has nothing. But watch this. The soul of the diligent. What is diligent? Persons who are disciplined. Persons who are self-controlled, persons who are going after uh, uh, what they want, persons who are sowing good seed in good soil. The soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Just this past week, I told you, I paid off my house, paid off my house on, on last week, Friday. Praise God. It's done. That house is paid off in one year. God has blessed me because I studied, because I prayed. I prayed for discernment. I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for knowledge. I studied. I read. I, 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 I listened to what the experts were saying. I keep saying it. If you do what successful people do, you'll get what successful people have. Listen, 
you can do this, but you got to be diligent. You got to be self-controlled. You got to be disciplined. You got to put in the work. The soul of a lazy man desires, but he doesn't have anything. But the soul of the diligent, <laughs> the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Let me get you this scripture. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30 through 34. Get this. Proverbs 24, 30 to 34. I'm tell, talking about you got to be willing to do some work, some gardening work, if you want your blessings to spring up increase and produce proverbs 24 30 through 34 get this i went by the field solomon says i went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding and there it was overgrown with thorns its surface was covered with nettles its stone stone wall was broken down there was no protection there was nothing guarding it from the enemy when I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. And this is what he comes up with. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So, so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. What is he saying? Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. He's talking about procrastination. People who procrastinate don't have blessings springing up increasing and producing people who are always you know they, they they're just you know, i'm just gonna take a little nap and then a little nap time turns into a long nap and then a long nap turns into a, a, another day of doing nothing and another day turns into another week and another week turns into a month and a month turns into a year and then when you get older you look back on it and say now what do i have what i'll tell you what you have solomon lets us know you have a a a, a field that could have produced fruit but instead there's nothing but thorns needles the wall is no protection. You have no financial protection. My God, you haven't saved. You haven't, you, I, I say it, you, have, you, don't even, you haven't even exercised ant sense. At least the ant in the summertime gather his food, that the squirrel gathers its food in the summertime and prepares because it knows winter is coming. But when you just spend all you have oh, just and, and, and don't invest and don't prepare for the future. What happens? The wall is torn down and then the enemy comes in and takes what you do have. My God, my brother and my sister, don't let this be you. You have to do some work. You have got to do the work. Don't expect for other people to do the work for you. You have to do some gardening work. Let me give you one more scripture to this point. Proverbs chapter 20, verse four. Proverbs 20, verse four. Listen to what Solomon says. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. The weather's not good. There's always something going on where, where yeah, I can't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. That, that procrastination again. Again, the, the, he says, he says, the lazy man will not plow because of winter, but he will beg doing the harvest and having nothing. When you don't prepare for your future, when you don't, when you're so lazy, when you when you when you don't do anything now, you got to know. That the future is coming and you got to prepare for it. Let me just throw this out at you. I've been sharing this with um, with with a couple of people I've been talking talking to, and I've been sharing with you, sharing with them. We are in. We know we're in the pandemic now, but we these various variants of uh, COVID that are being uh, 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 mutating and that kind of thing. Listen, I, I don't. I'm not speaking this prophetically, and I pray it does not happen. We got the vaccines out. Praise God for the vaccines. But what will happen if these vaccines don't cover these variants, these mutated 
uh, uh, coronavirus uh, viruses. What happens if they mutate and, and they basically learn the code or basically learn the code of the vaccine? We will be thrown right back to where we were last year, which means government shutdown, which means you're going to be going trying to get toilet tissue because the stores are going to be uh, going to have going to be empty and that kind of thing. Let me tell you something. You cannot afford to be lazy right now. You cannot afford to waste money right now. This is the time when you need to be storing up. You need to be paying off your bills. I'm not getting in your business, but I'm trying to help you with your business, paying off your bills, doing something to prepare yourself. We, we, you ought to know that no job, not even what I'm doing here, churches have not been open. No job is guaranteed right now. And so while you have a job, you need to be saving, you need to be doing what you need to be doing, you need to be studying so that you can have something to fall back on. My brother, my sister, this is not the time to be lazy. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. Oh, I'm not gonna do anything right now, I got time. But he'll beg, he'll beg during the harvest and having nothing. He'll have nothing. Listen, don't let this be you. You've got to do some work. You've got to do some. Don't expect other people to give you anything. You've got to do some work if you want blessings springing up, increasing, and producing. Point number four. I'm almost done. Point number four. Listen to this. You've got to guard your ground. You have to guard your ground. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Listen to what the scripture says. Hebrews 12, 15. Go there with me. Hebrews 12, 15. You got to guard your ground. The scripture says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Let me go back to Hebrews, um, Hebrews 12, verse, uh, let's see. I want to go to Hebrews 12, verse, verse 12. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not where I want to go. Hebrews 12. Uh, yeah. Hebrews 12, 15. I'm going to read 15 and I'm going to read all of 15. That's what I want to do. Hebrews 12, verse 15, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble by uh, by this many become defiled. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, listen, it, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short. Looking, that word looking means you've got to stay on guard. You've got to stay on guard of your life. Stay on guard of your of your heart. Stay on guard of what you allow into your mind, into as what we call uh, the gates of your life, what you allow into your ears to come through your hearing and what you allow your eyes to see. Stay on guard to what you allow your mind to to uh, to ingest and your heart to digest. You got to be you got to be careful what you got. to got to stay on guard. You got to look carefully at what's what you allow and who you allow and what you allow them to do in your life. Listen, I say this all the time. This is going to be a word for somebody. Listen to this. People treat you the way you allow yourself to be treated. I'm going to say it again. People treat you. Don't you complain about how people are treating you. People treat you how, uh, based on how you allow yourself to be treated. If you allow yourself to be cussed out and, and disrespected by your children, your children are going to cuss you out and just because you allow it. You don't have to tolerate being put down and denigrated and people will treat you how you allow yourself to be treated. Now, let me, there's an addendum to that. Here's the addendum. People treat you the way you allow yourself to be treated because that's what you think about yourself. You ought to think more highly of yourself than to allow yourself to be disrespected, denigrated, and to accept anything. No, the Bible says don't think more highly of yourself as you ought to think. That's in uh, Romans chapter 12. Don't think more, self, more highly of yourself than you ought to think. 
Paul does not say, don't think highly of yourself. I think too highly of myself to allow myself to be put up with any kind of trash and mess from anybody. I, I'm, I, I'm just not that. I'm, you can call me arrogant if you want to. I really don't care. I really don't care because there's some things I'm not going to allow in my life. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. It's not that I'm going to stop you physically. I'm just going to walk away. I'm not. I'm just gonna walk away now. If you put your hands on, okay, that's another story. But anyway, yeah, I don't. I'm just not gonna. Lie. I'm not gonna be around someone who does not respect me, who does not honor me as a man, as a child of God. I'm not going to allow that to happen because watch this. I'm looking carefully at my ground because listen, listen. If I allow myself to be disrespected, dishonored, if I allow myself to be denigrated, what I've really said is I've taken down the wall of my life. And I've allowed the enemy to come in and treat the garden, to treat this, 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 the fruit any kind of way. That is not, the devil is a liar and his sister Shaniqua. We know that you are not going to allow that. You make sure you guard your ground, guard your heart, guard your mind, guard who's in your life, guard what they do while they're in your life. You can, it's all right for you to tell people, no, we're not going to talk about that. No, no, you're not going to bring gossip to me. You're not going to talk. You're not going to make me a dumping ground to your mess. You're not going to talk. And if that's what you got to do, then don't just don't talk to me because I'm not going to allow that. I'm, you got to guard your ground. You guard it. You guard it. You guard it. Guard your ground. Point number five, and then I'm done. Watch this. And this is Hebrews 12, 15 also. You got to, got to pull up. You have to pull up the roots that, pre that prevent your fruitfulness. Say it again. Pull up the roots in your life that prevents fruitfulness. Hebrews 12, 15, looking carefully, guarding your ground, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. Listen to what he says, lest any root of bitterness. Bitterness leads to resentfulness. Resentfulness leads to anger. Anger the Bible says anger, be angry, but sin not. Why does the Bible tell us be angry, but sin not? Because many times our anger leads us to sin. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble in your life. you got to look at the roots that are growing in your life. Now listen to this. Watch this. Because all of us have some roots that are deep in our lives that we got to go and pull up. Many of them, myself included, come from our childhood and childhood relationships, parental, uh, parent child relationships and sibling relationships and other people who may have done things uh, to us and, and said things to us and said things about us. Uh, you'll never amount to anything. You're no good. All that kind of stuff. Th th those, those are seeds that were sown that uh, their roots, you, you know, about, you know, about weeds, you can pull up a weed over here, but if you don't, you got to follow it all the way till you get to the root. Cause if you don't get to that root, you can break it off, break off a limb, but you know what? That root is still going, that, 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 that weed is still going to grow up and it's going to choke the life out of the good that God has, uh, has in, in your life. You got to find, you got to pull up those roots of bitterness, pull up the bitterness, those roots of bitterness that's in you, that unforgiving spirit, that those, that stuff in you that has you still having animosity toward other person, other people, that, that stuff in you that keeps you from uh, wanting to bless certain people. Maybe, maybe your blessing. I'm speaking to somebody. I don't know who it is, but I'm speaking to somebody. Maybe your blessing, maybe your blessing, maybe your, your springing up, increasing and producing is tied to your being a blessing to someone who's hated you, who's hurt you, who's denigrated you, who has done you wrong. Maybe, maybe you will start springing up, increasing and producing when you call that person and tell that person, I love you anyway.
you hurt me. And I'm not even asking you to, to I'm not even asking you to, 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 to for, for forgiveness. I'm not even asking you to, 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 you know, for you to tell me, uh, ask me for forgiveness. I'm just telling you, you hurt me, but it's okay. I love you anyway. Maybe at that moment, maybe at that moment, you'll see blessings springing up, increasing and producing. Do not let roots of bitterness spring up in your life to cause you to lose your blessing. Listen, envy, jealousy, uh, all hating on somebody, those are roots of bitterness. I learned this. I learned this some years ago. I, I praise God for it. I learned to stop stop criticizing people. Uh, for example, I see somebody driving a, an expensive car, and I used to, you know, I may have used, I, no, I not may have. I, I used to say, well, you know, that money is better spent, you know, doing something else. They spent $150,000 on the car. That money is better spent doing something. Well, you know what? What I was telling the Lord is I, I don't want that kind of a blessing because whenever you hate on somebody else, what you're really saying is, you really don't want that kind of blessing. Whenever you, whenever you, you, you put somebody else down, they don't need all that. Well, how do you know what they need? And, 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 and listen, why are you complaining about somebody else, how God blesses somebody else? I don't have time to, listen, I, you've heard me say this before. If God blessing you, I'm not going to hate on you. I want to rub up against you. Maybe that blessing will rub off. Maybe that favor will rub off on me. And, and, listen, don't let the root of envy and jealousy keep you from your blessing. I want to be around successful people. I want to know what successful people are talking about. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to remember E.F. Hutton. Remember the E.F. Hutton commercials? When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. The whole room would go quiet when E.F. Hutton started speaking. And then when, when after he was speaking, finished speaking, then they go back. I want to know. I want to know what successful people are talking about. I want to, I want to know how they live. I want to know. I, I, that's why I read my Bible. I want to know how David, how David... Uh, became a man after God's own heart. I want to know how, how Moses led over a million people to the promised land. I want to know how Joshua tore down the walls of Jericho. I want to know how Elisha got a double portion of the anointing of Elijah. I want to know how Paul can endure all that he endured and still say, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching to those things which are before me, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to know how these people made it in the midst of trouble, but they still held their faith and they still persevered and they conquered in the name of Jesus. I'm not hating on them. I want to learn from them. Tear up the root, tear, take down, take, take out the roots of bitterness that may be springing up in your life and you be blessed. Listen, don't allow anything in your life that's going to keep you from being fruitful. This year, I declare it over my life and I'll declare it over yours too, but you got to follow through. You've got to do some preparation, preparing the ground. I declare it over your life right now that you will be, this year will be a year where you will be sipping. You will be springing up, increasing and producing. I don't want to be the only one to have my house paid off, have my car paid off. I want you also to have to be debt free, but not just debt free for the point of being debt free, debt free so you can give the testimony. This is what God did for me and he'll do it for you. But also so that your life can be so people can pick from the fruit of your life and they, too, can be blessed. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. This is my prayer. I want you to prepare the ground so that your blessings can be springing up, increasing and producing. God bless you. Listen, let me share some announcements with you uh, on this coming Sunday. We are going to be 
Uh, we're going to be having our outdoor worship service if the weather permits. And so listen out for that just in case it's raining or something like that. We're looking at the weather and seeing where we are with that. But, um, you know, we, we plan to be meeting at 11 o'clock on this coming Sunday. Um, we're praying for our brothers and our sisters who have uh, lost loved ones. Um, be listening for a calling post message. And in Macedonia, if you do not have, um, if you have not been receiving the calling post messages, I need for you to um, to make sure you call the church. Give us your 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 right number so that we can we can have the calling post message send you the messages text messages sometimes as well so that you can know what's going on in and uh, with the church and that kind of thing so make sure you do that let's be in prayer again for our families the Jordan family uh, for the Smith family as um, uh, lost two two just generals in my my opinion generals in the kingdom of God and our hearts are our hearts are heavy my heart is broken I'm gonna just tell you my heart is broken but you know what we serve a God who can put back broken pieces, who can pick up. He picks up the pieces and he puts them back together again. No one can do you like like God can. And I've been saying it uh, ever since Brother Jordan's transitioning. The Lord is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in a time of trouble. And so we pray that upon the families and ourselves as well. God bless you. God keep you, my brothers. This is our prayer. Peace.